are. So Christian, where are you right now? Um, <laughs> I'm I'm in my apartment, the place Nick's place. You know, the place that I fucking rent. Uh, a bedroom. It's a bedroom. Well, it's his. <laughs> more pres- you want me to say it? You want me to say that it's Nick's kid's bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm surrounded by children's toys. That's not the case yeah, anymore. Of Most of it oh, is in storage now. Oh. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's all good. Definitely. What, what Levi? What do you want to say about it? <laughs> uh, you said it all. all right. That's all. You said it all. Right, so That's I took the piss out of you. Perfect. That's exactly what I wanted. Mm. Mm. And Levi, where are you? You're in the your storage unit closet. I'm in my office. In his office. <laughs> Don't you see it's my office? It's very official looking, yeah, in your defense. I'm a I'm a busy businessman, all right? Um, are you drinking the apple jasmine one? Bitch, you know I am. Dude, it's a very good one. I really enjoy that one. I'm still on a I'm still doing dry January, so got my fizzy water. Wow, really? Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. this is unprecedented. Levi Sebastian on a fucking a dry streak. I can I can hardly believe it. But yeah, uh, dry January. Just uh, I uh, had my last uh, sip of champagne like a, a little bit before uh, New Year's or a little after. You're New a fucking Year's, liar. Then, uh, yeah. You're lying. I don't believe this shit for one second. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. Then, um, yeah, Good job, Levi. You did it. Boom, boom, boom. But I've been drinking like <laughs> NA beers all like every day. Um, I definitely still like need the taste and like it's definitely a ritual thing. So I'm def- definitely like I might I might keep going dry for a while because I can definitely see I'm like my brain is in a a rhythm mm. of a you know yeah. a drinking absolutely that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, you're one of the most consistent drinkers I know, bud. That's what I love about you. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it makes me it makes my blood boil. So like, I continue. It makes me productive, you know. Uh, it like it's it's like my coffee. It's like my it's. I mean, it's literally been that since my my twenties, I guess. Just like coffee, and at some point in the day, I wean myself off coffee, drink a little water, and I start drinking. And that's what we're I we're just do. perpetually damaging our livers, you know, be it from coffee or fucking from alcohol. Oh, <laughs> Christian, and especially after December. Uh, I gave my liver a good old fucking one-two where, uh, you know, yeah, it was good. Yeah, the, so. the holidays do be like that, though, to be fair. Veronica lets me sm- smell like whiskey uh, every day, so that's what I do is I drink whiskey every day. Well, I mean... But not anymore, because I'm dry. <laughs> dry Levi. So that and because Levi. your dick stopped working, so, you know, you had to... <laughs> what? I didn't, you said that. I didn't say that. What? No, maybe I'm, maybe I'm giving I'm like, up too much. Now I'm rock star sober. Oh my god! You know, I know somebody who died. Speaking of rock stars, I mean, of course, I know you weren't really inferring about the energy drink, but I know somebody who died. What segue are you doing right here? What do you? What? 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 Hmm? What's, what segue are you doing right I, now? Why do I know you somebody who died from rock star energy drinks. Oh! Oh yeah! I I I, I knew a friend of a friend Kidney that failure. died from a four loco before the 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 formula change mm. i had a friend of a friend in north dakota that died from that four loco shit that is so fucking dark dog hey otis welcome i'm pretty sure it wasn't a four loco <laughs> that they died from i'm sure it was, <laughs> you know i'm, I'm sure it was like hundreds of four locos yeah and and knowing this friend of a friend i would imagine it was at least three or four <laughs> or five that they you know but anyways Good. rest in peace that person fucking lord they probably have fucking you know massive heart failure Oof, Jesus Christ, man. Uh, um, yo, uh, what you what you puffing on? Um, oh shit, dog. Hold on, let me grab my shit. 
without spilling my fucking hard kombucha everywhere like a fucking bougie bitch. Rookie. In the meantime, what are you smoking on? Uh, I do. I can't remember. Um, I think I'm smoking right now. Uh, Sin Mint cookies. Um, I went to uh, I went to the club the other day and it just uh, I kind of balled on a budget and just got like like dank smalls. Mm. So I got like a like eighty bucks. Got like a quarter for eighty bucks. Dude, I'm a I'm some. a big fan of buying like high end smalls because it's fucking always like super good weed. I There's no. Yeah, and there's no stem weight and shit like that, and it's like fucking game on, dude. Yeah. I mean, providing that the the farm like knows what they're doing, like I'll definitely fuck with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Yo, I got a quarter of shirbaccio yeah. for fucking for ninety dollars. That was fucking really good. That's like hard to find genetics too. Check us out. Everybody can see our our my 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 sick ass rig setup. Yes, three rubber bands <laughs> on them for a microphone. You know who taught him that, right? <laughs> You see, I added an extra one. These are the two that you gave me in the bag, and then I just upgraded this one here. So it's like oh, it's an upgrade. You can put a third rubber band in there. Put his his own his own little twist on it. Um, so I'm yeah, I'm smoking yeah. on a Gelato Forty One by uh, Cresco Carts. It's a live resin card. Cresco? Oh, is that a metal tip? Um, no, 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 no. It's um, it's just a plastic tip. It's not like the fancy ceramic ones that you're running, but. Um, yeah, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't really seen this design around very much, so I get into focus. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like closing one My... eye as if that's gonna help. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so fucking, uh, what have you been up to, Doug? What's 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 uh, what's new with you? Uh, working a shitload, mm. uh, and then um. Finally, back skating after two months of uh, having uh, coming back from a dislocated elbow. So, uh, trying to uh, toss my carcass around, but toss it around safely, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, you're. Um, are you still feeling like like timid? You still have like reservations after the last injury, or what? Well, yeah. Uh, so I got like I got like full. I got pretty much like full extension back uh, a little bit kind of not really i still got a few more degrees but i uh i graduated from my physical therapy like two weeks early uh last week was my last last week was my last week i guess Mm. uh but um yeah it's just fucking weird dude uh anytime coming back from a broken arm or uh i guess now a dislocation it's always just like so timid and new and i've broken like i've broken six bones this is my first dislocation so it was definitely a new feeling for me but uh yeah even today like skating and like spinning in the air and like extending my arm it was like oh okay that, that's different but uh I, I bought a i bought an elbow pad and so it's a kind of like compression um but it's like once again it, it wasn't that i hit my elbow i fell on my hand and dislocated my elbow so and now naturally it can pop out easier so they say so it's just about strengthening the arm i guess <laughs> damn dog i'm a fucking i'm a fucking idiot it's all good but again, at least you didn't tear your sack. Again. I tore my balls. <laughs> um, Is uh, Prozo hopping in tonight? Prozo! Is he... We're, podca- <laughs> We're podcasting. Hop, hop in the chat, baby boy. P- p- please? This is this is the Nick Prozo, ladies and gentlemen, of, of MathCast lore. <laughs> my roommate. He's an amazing man. 
<laughs> I swear to God, we bring up fucking Nick and Quaid more than like any other non like Math Core Index related affiliate. Like <laughs> Nick Prozo probably won't deliver on on air, but he has some of the sickest rhymes you will ever experience. He's got a lot to say. I don't know why he's so mic shy. We need to get him on the podcast for sure. He has a lot to say. Yes. <laughs> About a lot of things. Yeah, Nick is also a rapper. Nick the Lover, if you want to go check out his SoundCloud. It's like some... <laughs> Honestly, I've been trying to get him... I've been trying to hook him up with Void Dweller, because it's like the same exact style. It's just like... I think... We might put the link in the chat. Maybe. I mean, some of his songs fucking smack. Some of them definitely need to I work, think... But if I can say... I got, I got it... Hey, listen, we, we we review bands. We can say this, you know? We can tell him that is, you know, needs a little work on some of his tracks. <laughs> I, I gotta find the one that's, like, real good. <laughs> Dude, you wrote one for his girlfriend that's like, <laughs> my girl, wear all black, real fat ass, watch me fucking from the back, or some shit like that. <laughs> Honestly, I was like fucking rolling. Like, <laughs> I can't start the show like this. I can't do it. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Okay, what episode is this anyway? Fucking, it's fifty nine. Fifty nine. We're ten off. Yep. Ten more. <laughs> Fuck yeah, brother! It's a big Fuck one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be super cool, dude. Everyone, prepare to crank thine hogs for episode sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the 59th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your host, Levi. And before we get started, just want to remind everybody, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on iTunes, uh, leave us five stars, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can send us an email to mathcoreindex at gmail.com. Bands on this episode are decided in part by our Patreon supporters, uh, so go check that out if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits. And uh, let's go ahead and get started. So the first band we're going to talk about is Growth. Growth are a progressive death metal band from Melbourne, Australia, featuring Luke Frizan, who is the vocalist of Jack the Stripper, who released some really fucking good what? music. Yeah, talk, good, good throwback, right? Shut the fuck, dude, MySpace band right there. Jack the Stripper was fucking good, dude. Um, I Didn't they just do an EP? I'm they really sure they just... No, they released two albums. With like this horse, okay, because like the one I know, the one that I had, and everything was like this horse with like a weird bent back or something. I think I remember. So that was uh, that's the album that everyone that. remembers. That's Black and Nice, um, something. I don't yeah, know. and they released another album in 2012 called Raw Nerve with the pink cover, and both of those oh, were I fucking bangers. Yeah, so Luke has got some real oh. fucking good chops. He's been in a really sick band before this, um, but now he is playing, of course, with Growth. I gotta say this this project is equally impressive. It's it's a lot different stylistically. It's not uh, necessarily mathcore. It's again more like progressive tech death. But it's yeah. just got it's really it, it hits those the marks for me as a mathcore fan though because it's got a lot of like angular and dissonant riffs. It, that's I was just gonna say it's very angular and dissonant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, 
I, I've noticed there was like there's a few places that kind of compared them to a car bomb, mm. and I, I I see it because of 100%. that. One hundred percent. Very yeah. much in that using the same kind of uh, musical vernacular that car bomb uses for sure. And on that note, I would compare them to a sadist. A sadist is very much on that same kind of like progressive metal, slightly like mathcore tinged even uh, death metal, but kind of ambiguously yep. black metal too. You know. And all, of course, they're all drawing. All these bands are drawing from the Gorguts, you know, catalog too. So, I feel like that connection is there too prominently. I honestly, this this uh, with with the strength of the vocals, I I really felt it was just like a more angular, like behemoth going on here. Uh, definitely a lot more of a, a death metal thing going on. Uh, a lot less, I guess, math as you were, you were, Absolutely. Saying, you were saying before. Yeah, yeah. I mean. We're sort of like it's sort of odd for us to be front loading this episode with like a just overtly obviously tech death band, but I think that their I think their appeal is broader than that, especially given again the car bomb comparisons are totally accurate. There's some some of the guitar noises on this record are very similar to stuff that Greg Kubaki does. It's very well produced. It was fucking pleasure to listen to. I gotta say, the vocals were amazing. I really, really enjoyed. Uh, you hear more, more, more these days. The almost like rough singing, kind of like metal style going on. It's not actual like the dude going to a, a higher range. You know, trying to like sing, sing. It's more of this like outward chest uh, metal uh, kind of singing going on, and I really enjoyed that a lot. It's um, very similar to stuff that Travis Ryan does. I feel like he's got a lot of Travis Ryan influence in some of his. His, his like approach oh, on this album, yeah. yeah there's a lot of singing. Like, really, actually caught off guard by the amount of like melodicism on this record. The way they introduced it, it it gave the album a little bit of a groove. I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, this a lot too. It's it's fucking quite a bit of record too. It's it's quite lengthy. Fucking coming in at one hour and two minutes, I believe. Like, that's a fucking lot of yeah. music for a debut album. Yeah, for debut. Un- yeah. And for an unsigned band, no less, you know. Mm-hmm. Really expansive, well-balanced, like, again, just with the, given all the melody, uh, the atmosphere, just really getting a lot of fucking ideas out there, like seven-minute songs, 11-minute songs even. It's basically Gorguts meets Carbomb, I think is kind of like a very succinct way of, of packaging this up for you. Well said. Well said. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I got I got nothing really else to say. What uh, tracks did I, you enjoy? I, I, the the treatment for melancholy would be uh, the one I would choose. I wish I would have made more notes. I didn't really get to spend as much time with this particular album as I would have liked. It was a lengthy album. I will agree. Due to its length, uh, I only blasted through it. Uh, I, honestly, dude, I think I did one and a half times. I don't even think I did it a full two to- uh, two rounds. I try to get everything that we listen to on the podcast. I try to give at least three listens to, like in earnest. Yep, yep. But you know, when it's this lengthy, it's like I kind of like have to inevitably put it down and like go do some shit, and then come back and you know start listening to it again. You know, with as busy as I've been, unfortunately recently, I just don't have the time to like give lengthy albums like this a listen. But for those who like the album experience, this is fucking it. Like, there's a lot of shit going on in this album. It's a huge runtime. It's basically like a tech death masterclass. 
you know, I, I found the first track to be pretty interesting, but especially during those like more melodic moments, I feel like they're really nailing it on that first track in particular. Some good vocal effects, really calling like some Michael Keane shit from like the Faceless. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the treatment of melancholy is actually where the album starts to get going for me. I did have a note about that. Oh, it, it grabs it, it grabbed me there. Yeah. That's where it had my attention for sure. That song definitely is a fucking real tech death fucking riff salad. <laughs> if you enjoy the riff salad, it's it's big it's there big time. There's some really interesting chord shapes, a ton of time changes, a few tempo switches, really to give it some like contrast and some serious dynamics. I liked yep. I liked Fortress of Flesh and Bone as well. That was a banger. Yep. I think that uh, Soul Rot, though, might be like one of the better tracks on this album as well, as deep into the track listing as it is. Just, again, some really fucking nice guitar textures. I can't say enough, enough nice things about uh, the guitars on this record in particular. I feel like they're really, really mm-hmm. fucking on point. Really memorable, too. So uh, let's go ahead and give them uh, the treatment of Melancholy, then, since we both nice. agree on that. Nice. Sick. So we're going to go ahead and play for you The Treatment of Melancholy, which is track two from Growth's new album, which is called The Smothering Arms of Mercy, and that came out on December 4th. Here we go.
God damn. Fucking Australians. <laughs> Why is it like every fucking Australian band is just like the sickest band you've ever heard? Like they put every American band in the toilet. Like if you were to like grade them on a curve, like they're much better. Every Australian band is like super good. When- Said it once. I'll say it again. Fucking Australians. <laughs> it's like every... It's like 9 out of 10 American bands in the same genre are like so generic sounding. And like every Aussie one is like fucking outstanding, you know? Do you know what town they're from? Melbourne. Weren't you fucking Melbourne? listening when oh. I introduced the band? You shithead. Sometimes when your voice pops out, I'm like, ah! And, you, know, you just, you just thing. blank out for a while. Oh, it's so easy to do that. Trying to think about clouds. (laughs) Dude, especially with cannabis on my side, I can get out of here in no fucking second. Just like... (laughs) See? See what I did there? I wasn't wasn't here. That is so funny. Um, so, uh... So... Let me close out the track. track. That was the track for sure. That was definitely... Yeah, that that was perfect. That was the one. That was the one, baby. So that was The Treatment of Melancholy, which is track two from Growth's new album, The Smothering Arms of Mercy, that came out back in December. So the next band we're going to talk about is Sleep Torture. Sleep Torture, a three-piece chaotic hardcore band from Greensboro, North Carolina, which uh, seems to be pumping out some really heavy bands in the last few years, some really fucking raw shit coming out of that town. Yep. And uh, they just dropped their second EP, Hellscape Mandate, on December 18th. And it is a short, uh, spastic, four-song EP of just fucking, like, raw, visceral, chaotic, and dark hardcore. You know, there's, there's, there not, is... there's not, like, a whole lot of music on the release, so there's not a lot to talk about here, but, like, it's very, very promising. Every track is the same in a good way uh it is it is all like raw dark and hardcore with just this crusty little undertone and everything it's all it's it's everywhere um i really enjoyed it a lot uh the the, the track that i that really fucking grabbed me was uh sun lance that was definitely just the whoop it was a little later in the ep uh lyrics Ooh. short and pissed <laughs> uh, lyrics are fucking sh- just short and sweet. Pissed off. Uh, thank you for putting the lyrics on there. Uh, with the he does like vocals, the lyrics. I can read the lyrics. I hate to brag, but he can read. I read, I read the lyrics. I read the lyrics. But yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's what I gotta say, man. Um, also, the track uh, "Rod" had a little uh, special place in my heart too. Uh, and that's really all, all I gotta say, man. It's fucking short, sweet, pissed off. Yeah, it's like, it's really heavily, uh, like, crusted. <laughs> you know, it's, there's like a real, like, a, a real crusty tinge to what they're doing, you know? I think that's more just yep. due to the fact, um, not so much to the vocals, but just like the short song and, you know, dark kind of dissonant thing. They've definitely been compared, like, they def- the, the word crusty comes up uh, a few times with these guys, and, and I would like to explain, I, I, I think it's, 
it's basically the the driving kind of like punk drumming going on along with those really kind of like disgusting kind of more scathy darkened vocals there i really feel that's what combined together is what is you know uh making it more of that crusty sound i just saw dude she she just like uh oh my god i i just looked at the picture of you of the laptop and like yeah, I know I'm tripping out just a little something. bit because we're doing this with video for the first time ever and then Holly just t- yeah, totally yeah, threw yeah. me off with that fucking <laughs> that screenshot <laughs> well the thing is like I, I have the same computer as Holly I had the same so it's like I was it was pretty meta for a second man it was, it was pretty <laughs> I do I love this right now this is amazing um, what this really reminds me of though is, is cult leader worm uh, and converge to a lesser extent like, I really feel like um, there's a lot of the same kind of, like, you know, feedback-laden, just gross, you know, crossover that you get from, like, those two bands, in particular, Worm uh, and Cold Eater. If you are going to go with the kind of older throwback, uh, like, Converge, I would also compare this band. Uh, and this will be His not, Hero not, is not Gone? The last, uh, no, this will actually be not the first, I mean, the last time I'll say this band tonight, but uh, Cursed. Curse as well. I feel like they were kind of like uh, the crusty converge uh, that was on Death Wish back in the day. Yeah, um, I, that you know, cult leader fucking worships that band too. Like Anthony fucking cursed. always wears his cursed yeah. hoodie on tour. Yeah. Like every tour I've yeah. ever seen them, he's wearing a, cur- a cursed gear of some sort. Uh, are they from Canada? I don't know if they're from Canada or not. But yeah, anyways, Curse is what really reminded me. Uh, uh, I guess since you mentioned converge, so. So um. Some tracks that Sunlance. Let's do Sunlance. I, I would vote Martyr. I feel like that was the most real. Damn. I think that's the most chaotic and interesting cut on the EP. To be honest with you, it's got like the more like exciting start-stop moments that really give like some cool rhythm play. I feel like the other songs were maybe lacking just a little bit in that department. They're a little more straightforward. I think Sunlance is a fucking good song and definitely super heavy. But um, I think that Martyr is the podcast song. Well then. Do you concede? I'd give up. <laughs> give up. Perfect. Because I, I honestly, I can't even fucking, I can't even like remember all what, what Sunland sounds like for the most part. I can remember like part of it, but. Um, no, honestly, I, 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 I totally, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you on this one. Cool. So we are going to go ahead and play for you Martyr, which is track one from Sleep Torture's new EP Hellscape Mandate, and that came out on December 18th. Here we go. Yeah! 
so that was Martyr, which is track two from Hellscape Mandate. I said track one, but it's track two. And uh, it's by Sleep Torture, and that came out back in December. I can't handle... Uh, all right, so uh, we have to... That fucking shirt, Andy, Andy, oh my God. And, uh, a- Andy, Andy, uh, Andy just posted in the, in the chat, um, Christian's fucking new Math Core Index shirt he's putting money into to print, I guess. It's pretty awesome. It's a, it's a, it's, we got a pig. We got a, we got a, looks like you, it literally looks like Mathcore Index opened a barbecue joint. It is fucking amazing. <laughs> That's basically what it does look like. Yeah. If, if we opened up a barbecue joint, we'd make a killing with that shirt. It'd be some very good marketing. We would, we would, yeah. Cause our barbecue would suck ass, but everybody would like the t-shirt. <laughs> Ribs did not come off the bone very easily, but <laughs> they know polyrhythms. <laughs> Your heart is to get the meat off the bones? Jesus! They do know about bad music. (laughs) If you want to just get absolutely punished. (laughs) Oh my god, dude. Our our barbecue would suck, but we would have like really really good music and really cheap beer at our barbecue spot. That's basically what it would be. They just kept telling us about the time they met the drummer of Brain Drill. <laughs> well, we smoked weed with him too, dude. We talked to him for a while. You remember that? I mean, like he told us about punching Lucas Mann in the face, which we all laughed long and hard about. We had a giggle. We had a giggle, dude. Oh no, okay. We shouldn't talk about that. <clears throat> <laughs> I was like, I was waiting for it. I was like, yeah, and no, no. We but we won't. No. He had it coming. Um, suffice to say, he had yeah. it fucking coming. <laughs> Taste the chain, I said. <laughs> long, long after he was capable of tasting anything. That's like the second time we've made that reference in like two episodes. I'm gonna have to edit that out. Nope. <laughs> All right. So raw uh, BBQ. That sounds like a porn genre. <laughs> it probably is. Poly ribs. That's what you get for your polycule. <laughs> you have to go to the. You have to go to the poly fucking barbecue spot to get the polycule, poly ribs. It's so <coughs> All right. Um, wow, that was quite a fucking tangent. So next, we're gonna give you your release radar for the month of December. So first, uh, The Angel of History by Cryptodira. That was a fucking banger, pulling that one out of their asses at the last goddamn second there. Uh, Fail to Be by Yashira. Again, Good Fight Music just waited to drop two of the best albums of 2020 in the month that typically would get you ignored. I I have no good explanation as to why they would do that, but fuck, I mean, at least the albums are incredible. Seems like they're getting the attention they deserve. This is this is something that we mentioned last episode that will keep in this episode as well. I guess. Uh, that uh, yeah, uh, definitely just yeah. I don't understand the the late the late December releases. It's interesting. Yeah, but um, again, at least some absolute fucking quality there. Uh, Tourism by Champagne Colored Cars, a great little brief vignette style LP um, EP, really blurring the lines there of some great feel good math rock. Yeah, we covered them on the podcast as well. Covered them last episode. Really enjoying what that band has to bring. I really like Tyler's uh, vocal range. We don't really hear very many baritone range singers represented in this genre like at all. Everyone's a tenor, a very high register tenor at that. 
Um, anyway, so great EP, Tourism LP. Uh, the Smothering Arms of Mercy by Growth, which we just talked about uh, moments ago. Merry Christmas, You Filthy Animals by The Sound That Ends Creation. Yeah, so shout out to Chris for fucking delivering the one and only mathcore-related, uh, you know, Christmas music EP there is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that I mean, I didn't know that I needed that, but you know, I'm glad that it exists because now I'm going to be plugging that. Yeah, now, now, now is the thing. Yeah. Uh, Threat by Blood Menace, which I really fucking enjoyed, featuring Jake Inchik of Shingard, or formerly Shingard. Ooh, I'm dead naming the band now. They are now hazing over and have signed to Acrobat Unstable, and they're releasing their new EP, uh, I think, in February. So check that out. Kintsugi by Kiss X Sis. Kiss Kiss Sis? I think it's Kiss Sis, actually. Who are we gonna... uh, well, yeah, I, we'll talk I, I, about I that later. Kiss Kisses. Kiss, <laughs> kiss, maybe it's just Kisses, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a play on words, obviously. It's just dawning on me now. Holy fuck. Uh, uh, Whoa! um, In Public by Minerva Super Duty. Super Duty. Wow, we're like, how deep are we into this podcast? And I am already, like, getting drunk. 46 46 minutes. (laughs) Great. Perfect. Pushing right ahead. um, (laughs) Feel Good Hits of the Summer by Fever Dreams. Yet again, something we're going to be covering later in this episode. Uh, And then a couple of singles for you. Pendulum Has Swung by Possession 1981. Uh, and Up There by Nurture Nurture. Mm-hmm. So that was your release radar for the month of December. So next, we're going to talk about Hulika. Hulika are a screamo post-hardcore trio from Malang, Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And they just released their debut EP, "How to Estimate Your Departure on the Ocean on the Ocean Floor," which came out December seventh via Home Entertainment. And this just kind of came out of left field for me. I was just cruising Bandcamp one day and just stumbled across this release and was really, you know, caught off guard by how much I enjoyed it, um, just for being like a random find from, um, you know, the Screamo tag. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it's just some really good, emotive post-hardcore with some screamy vocals and twinkly pull-off riffs aplenty. I agree. Um, I, I found it really interesting. So the the debut is uh, on Spotify, but on the band camp, um, and I, I mean, maybe it's a different band camp that they started up, but th- what I, f- I, I, I found out that I find like that they didn't put the debut on their band camp so they have like their demo and another kind of like ep i think they did in 2017 and i find it interesting that this band has not uh, updated their band camp it's some um, it's on a labels band camp as i mentioned earlier it's on Halm entertainment's band camp actually oh is that correct oh wow okay um all right well thankfully it was on a, a spotify i guess thankfully because of the it was on a label all right uh okay then well uh <clears throat> so i assume you did uh, listen yeah, to this release though the new EP. Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. Absolutely. I, I so as far as screamo, yeah, there was. I I guess I would categorize it as screamo. It's more post-hardcore I, than I, anything, I'd say. Yeah, it just got some it got some emotive screams 
in the, in there, you know? It's kind of like uh, what you get with forests, you know? Dude, um, you took the words right out. This band is, I would draw a big parallel between them and what forests are doing. Uh, yeah. Kind of bridging the gap between, like, Cap and Jazz and, like, The Fall of Troy. And it's kind of like bringing Absolutely. those two styles together in, like, a really perfect way. That being said, I feel like some of this EP is not super well executed. There's there's some moments where the singing is like really rough. Oof. The singing is rough. Like lacking, um, la- it's really like milk toast. It's just like lacking conviction and um, support, strength. But the screams are really good, though. It's just the singing that I, I had an issue with. The the addition of the female vocals in track four good feature really fucking that was that was amazing um actually would take more of that uh but um yeah i i i'll be honest the 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 singing was a was a little off for me but i i I did enjoy you know i i got these like kind of definitely early early emo-y kind of vibes you know with the with the heavier kind of emotive screams and then that spoken word uh, going on, I believe in one track. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was a look, that was something special. Definitely, you can you can see like the the '90s emo influence on like the whole wild whole wild world, you know. And like this is just like Forest, like we we're talking, you know. And it's just really interesting to see a band, you know, from Indonesia doing it like this. Um, and yeah. and doing it doing it well too. Um, doing it, yeah, man. Uh, I I mean this this is you know their debut. Hopefully they're gonna keep pumping stuff out and just you know finesse and you know. Yeah, despite my this. exactly, you know, despite my complaint about the the like the singing in particular, I feel like a lot of the record is pretty well executed. The guitar work in particular is really good. I took note of that. Uh, Beyond Untold, for example, like the first song just explodes with some really passionate screaming technical and um, pull-off laden post-hardcore riffs. I also like The Soldiers That Generate Farewell. Is that the song that has the feature on it? I'm pretty sure that the song that you're thinking of is The Soldiers That Generate Farewell. I'm pretty sure that's a song that also has guest vocals. Come to think of it, I guess they all have... I'm looking at their band camp now. There's a ton of different guest musicians on this record. Like Every track has a guest musician of some sort, it seems. Okay. So it seems like this is kind of a very uh, collaborative effort then. Um, at any rate, I think track one is is clearly the song, though. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, for sure. Great. So we're going to go ahead and give to you uh, Beyond Untold, which is track one from Hulika's new EP, How to Estimate Your Departure from the Ocean Floor. And that came out on December 7th. Here we go. Unforgivable. It's not only just an active virus, it can be effective because of drowning on the defense. 
Das ist Spaß, weil das man den Wörter von Peter von Weltbund. So, ich weiß es nicht. Das ist der Gegenzentrum, das ist der Gegenzentrum, das ist der Gegenzentrum. That's all. Ich denke, sie wird gut gehen. Das ist der Blut. So that was Beyond Untold, which is track one from Hulika's new EP, How to Estimate Your Departure from the Ocean Floor, which came out back in December. Oofta. That, uh, that was the track for sure, man. Fuck yeah. That's definitely the best song on the EP for sure. I don't want to say it kind of just like declines from there, but uh, certainly the best material is deposited in that first track. You know you made a good choice picking this band as soon as you hear that twinkly tappiness going on mm. you're just like ooh, okay oh, let's do this yeah it's a it's a um it's just because track two and three kind of just like dip a little bit but it really starts to pick up towards the end um i think track three and four are, are much or track four and five those are the ones that get better anywho so the next band we're going to talk about is Kisses, right? We can. I think we can agree it's Kisses. Um, let's. I like Kisses. Ooh, yeah. Let's, let's call it Kisses. I'm right pretty now. sure it's Kisses because it's like Kiss Sis, Kiss X Sis. So Kisses. I can only imagine that's what they were probably going for there. <clears throat> so now that I've beat the fucking dead horse, uh, <laughs> they are a three-piece mathcore band from uh, Nizhny Novgorod, uh, Russia. Hopefully I said that correctly. That's my, I think that's like literally my first time verbalizing that city name, so I, I don't know if I nailed that. You know what? Pronunciation was good. Sounded right. Let's go Let's go with that at least, right? Where's Veronica? We'll, we'll, Get her the fuck in here right now. Let's go. She's hey, in Veronica! Russia. She's in Russia. She's, she, is, she is sleeping. She's <laughs> she is in the future right now. She is technically in the future sleeping right now. Uh, Otis is in the future, too. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Otis is in the future too. Shit. Um, How much in the future is Otis in the future let's, right let's now? Let's not get Otis, into that right know. now. No, Levi gets on. confused when I try you. to explain time to him. So. <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole! You fucking asshole! All right. I don't know. They're on. like sixteen hours ahead of us. Otis, can you just tell Levi, please? Thank you. Um, a day and a, a day and a head and five. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. It's there for you to read. Read it, Levi. I see that. Thanks. Holy shit. Thanks, Otis. Um, holy shit. What the fuck were we talking about? Okay, so... Um, kisses. 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 <laughs> um, so Kisses just uh, dropped their debut EP, 
Kintsugi on December 19th. Um, curiously, they share their name with a manga, and the name of the album is what you call the art of repairing broken bowls in Japanese. So a little fun fact for you there. It's actually kind of a sublime. Thank you for that. Yeah, that kind of like gives you some context maybe into their music perhaps, or uh, you know, a lens rather. Taking some fragmented and broken pieces and bringing it into something that is whole and beautiful is uh, certainly a metaphor for the kind of music that I enjoy and I know that a lot of you enjoy. So I think there's something really beautiful and poetic about that, about that album name. Um, and this is uh, some math core with a lot of heavy and progressive metal elements that some might describe as gent. Levi probably backed me up on that. Um, I'd back you up on that for sure. Yep. But coupled with some very raspy, frantic, and almost like screamo style, like mid. Oh, they go all over in the right time and everything. Yeah, I noticed that as well. It's kind of a free for all as far as, as far as the vocals. There's really like no distinct style. I could really like nailed down with that you know um yeah this 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 band it, it, it all together uh, i would say this is by far my favorite of the episode uh i i, I wish there was a few more tracks uh but I, I i do enjoy uh blasting through this uh as many times as i did uh it was fucking amazing to listen man i would say this is probably one of my favorite listens of the the podcast as well i have to agree yeah I'm I'm a little sad that uh, I didn't investigate their back catalog like a whatsoever, you know, but this is this is a good fucking will, effort if not very short. I'll be guilty of that as well. I did not uh go to their back catalog. Yeah, I scarcely scarcely had the time to do that this episode, but yeah. What they've what they put on this EP is really quite exceptional. Really enjoying the directions that it's taking me. At its best, it really recalls as I mentioned um well, it recalls Mouth Breather for me. Like Again, just given the desperate, frantic, raw, lacking technique <laughs> vocals, uh, scattershot, like, it really recalled Mouth Breather. Older Ion Dissonance, like Solace era. Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza, given some of the guitar techniques. It's kind of just that, that fun, death y math y crossover that we see out of a lot of Russian bands. I feel like they're... You want to talk about another country that's really on, as much as I like to make fun of Russia for being like eight years behind like our current musical trends, the the things that they get right are definitely like these mathcore, deathcore, crossover kind of bands, and this mm-hmm. this is another uh, one. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, the the track Cinnabar uh, Cinnabar was they kind of like started with this like kind of like fun rocky kind of riff and at the start and even that it kind of like took me back to like uh just like the kind of like more like party death glory <laughs> vibe uh you know in the early 2000s there's so. there's certainly an element of fun here for sure yeah yeah that's so funny this is why you're my co-host you always you always name the songs that i did not take notes on um so i appreciate I, that i don't know why that <laughs> yeah i but uh that, that's a fun I, I track I would say Cinnabar is my favorite. I would like to say uh, track one, the 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 phospho what what is it? Phospho uh, phosphophyllite. Is that what it is? Phosphophyllite. Yeah. Uh, is how I would pronounce yeah, that. Yeah, phospho phosphophyllite. Mm-hmm. I just didn't write it down. That's a yeah, good track that, that too. My, that was my favorite. Um, I, 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 not one that I took notes on. Honestly, I really like this entire EP. But phosphophyllite is extremely memorable with that. Right off the bat, that first riff, you know, oh, just yeah, it's yep. fucking catchy, very, very memorable. I think that Ghost Courts is where this EP really starts to pick up, though. Like 
track three is where it starts to get a little bit more interesting with the guitar techniques. I liked Watermelon Tourmaline, but I think that uh, Antarcticite is actually the best track on the CP. That's the one that I, I personally picked as my favorite. It's just it's just a ripper, short and sweet. I mean, honestly, let's let's do the, your your track because it might be a little more a little bit more uh, mathy. You might that's probably where your your brain's going. That's exactly yeah. where I was going. So we're gonna go ahead and give to you, um, and since Levi gives me the go ahead here, we're gonna go ahead and give to you yep. uh, Antarcticite, which is track five from Kiss's new EP Kintsugi, and that came out on December nineteenth. Here we go. Alright, so that was Antarcticite, which is track 5 from Kintsugi, which is Kiss's new EP, which came out on December 19th. Banger. Mm, agreed. So next, we're going to give you some Mathcore news. So there's like literally fucking no Mathcore news at all this month. Like, the one thing that I just wanted to fucking say was that Mouth Breather just announced they're going to be releasing new music on February 19th. So you should fucking tune in for that 
because it's going to be fucking sick. You're not fucking ready for what this band is about to unleash on you. Um, and you should also be looking at uh, Dark Trail for some other news. Hmm. I was going to say, I'm like, there's some important news coming with the Dark Trail. Come on now. By the time you hear this podcast, it should be just about safe for me to be teasing it this heavily to our nearest and dearest, our MathCast listeners. So, uh... Yep. What is the mouth breather lineup, Holly asks? Well, you'll just have to wait and see. You'll just have to wait and see. I'm not going to spoil the surprise. Yep. Yep. So that was your math court. Go ahead, Levi. Uh, yep. The lineup is good. The lineup is good. That's That's there. That's your that's your clue. It's good. It's good. It is. Mhm. It mm-hmm. is good. Um, <laughs> that's about as fucking ambiguous as we could have gotten, but um, <laughs> cool stuff happening for Mouth Breather and Dark Trail Records. So fucking keep your fucking nose to the ground, keep it to the grindstone, just keep on, keep moving along that highway. You'll never look back. You, you make you to make you put your turn signal on. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, yep, 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 yep. So that was your MathCore news for... Wait, it's not for a specific month, really. It's just like when there's actually something to say. Now I just say it because there's never any fucking MathCore specific news, really. <laughs> nope. It's like, oh, Ben Weinman took a picture of a goat, everybody. Whoa! MathCore news. <laughs> we could just talk about Ben every episode just a little bit. I mean, that definitely could be a little... I like to call him Ben Pie. Ben Pie, I noticed you do. <laughs> I noticed you call him Ben Pie pretty much all the time. So it's kind of annoying, isn't it? I should stop. Does he ask you to stop? No. Oh, I'd let it rip then. If he hasn't said anything, that means honestly, he likes the fact it. that he still even speaks to me after I turned him into a meme—that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He, just, he hasn't ghosted you. That's pretty sick. So yeah. you know, it's good. He, he fucking gave me the green light for the name of the documentary, which I'll probably never produce because I'm a fucking asshole. Just kidding. I'll try to actually do that someday. Yeah, psych, everybody. He's not an asshole. He's going to do it. That was a big psych. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> pew, pew. You know, I've gotten, I've gotten a couple offers to help me, so I should just fucking take them up on it and actually write down some shit other than just the fucking intro and, like, the, the outline. Um, let's see here. So, uh, the next band we're going to talk about is Minerva Super Duty. <laughs> I didn't like the way I said that. I'm going to say it one more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the next band we're going to talk about is Minerva Super Duty. Minerva Super Duty. Oh, fuck, I cannot say that right now. <laughs> Do you always at this point... You always, like, start fumbling no matter what. You know? Always. <laughs> Get a couple drinks of me. Okay. Fuck. No, you drank tea. You were you were drinking tea last time. You were... I, you did this last time, too. You were like... Hazard, 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 I also did a fucking... Hazard, hazard, you know, I worked, like, fucking almost an 11-hour day today. So I'm fucking pooped. All right. Stop complaining. I already Not gave complaining. you enough leeway. Get... You just... Come on. Come <laughs> Speech on. increased to 100. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Marcos, I appreciate that. <clears throat> now I will say everything correctly and succinctly with good diction. <laughs> <laughs> Levi, this is the sound of my voice. This is our podcast. I hear it. I hear it. I know I hear it. <laughs> you can rest assured I have not been imbibing 
any alcohol or marijuana this evening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I assure you. Honestly, dude, you sound clear as a bell. I trust you. Let's. Yep. All right. Uh, all right. So, um, Minerva Super Duty are a post-hardcore quartet from Kalamata, Greece, and they just released their second full-length album in public, Kinky, which came out on December twentieth. Their first full-length album, Gorod Zero, really made the rounds back in 2016, but now uh, this new effort is kind of a, a departure. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Like, this is one band that I actually did take the time to go back and listen to their bad catalog or revisit it because I was actually already familiar with it. I gotta say, this newer material is far less heavier and far less chaotic uh, than the band's former sound, and it's been replaced by a lot more, like, driving rhythms and like kind of like jangly and uh, angular post-hardcore riffs. They basically have morphed from a mathcore band into like a post-hardcore band. I totally agree with you. Um, I'm going to say this is is where I'm going to bring up Cursed once again. Uh, They have that sound. Uh, This band reminded me a lot of Converge, Cursed, and Envy uh, for the more heavy, kind of drawn out, I wouldn't call it atmosphere. Certain parts but just, definitely hit the converge you know, notes. That's that's very true. Yeah. Certain parts, like the more chaotic uh, parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, lyrics are fucking awesome. Uh, honestly, I just this was just a very um, solid driving, fucking straightforward punk uh, kind of element under, underneath the, the post hardcore. Uh, it, it was great, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It's funny, they sound a lot more like At The Drive-In and Drive Like Yahoo and any other post-hardcore band that has Good the comparison. word drive in the name than they do botch anymore. Yep. <laughs> yep. Why is it that like all the best post-hardcore bands have drive in the name? Or is it just those two? Is there another one? It might just be those two, but but it might... Let's start the conspiracy. Let's see if it grows. See what happens. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they, they really kind of like made a big transformation on this newest album. It's also kind of a short album too. Like, um, it's only clocking in at 22 minutes over eight tracks. So it's kind of like they pulled a a bit of an under the pier and gave us a very, very short, almost barely justifiably in LP. I guess it'd be like a 10 inch or something like that could possibly be, you know, in the, in the eyes of vinyl. Offhand, I don't know what the length of a 10 inch is. Less than a 12 inch. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. You got me, dog. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I think you're right, though. I think this this probably could fit on a fucking 10 inch. But no one wants a goddamn 10 inch. People would rather spend, apparently spend like fucking $30 on a single-sided 12 inch than they would rather spend fucking $20 on a double-sided 10 inch. Uh, you big fucking dummy, hazing over the the what is basically the new the new name of Shingard. Theirs is I'm pretty sure a one sided ten inch. Oh really? This new record. Interesting. I'm so they, pretty sure they didn't go with the seven. No, I'm pretty sure it's a one sided ten inch, or it could be a one sided twelve inch. Here's my prediction. I think the seven inch is dead. Oh, Robert says it might be a 12-inch. I don't know. No, it's a 10-inch? Is it? If it's a 10-inch, then Christian's the dummy, because I called him a dummy before let the I... chat Let the chat argue about that. This is me and you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Levi, we're podcasting right now. 
Christian, did you, did you, did you Christian? forget that? I'm gonna I'm gonna be right here. Yep. All right, but anyways, uh, anyway, uh, I, I, I definitely, I, 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 but this is this is an album that I agree with the length because you know your boy. I like I like the you like the digestible and I like a nice digestible album. Blast through that bad boy, you know, do it again. So yeah, I I actually enjoyed the length of the album. You know, it's not really like a fucking a judgment, like. No, I can I can all. do a long album. I can do a short album. For me, really, it's just about what the content is. You know, it's just about the enjoyability. And I gotta say, this one, um, after a few listens, I was like, "Damn, I'm really starting to enjoy this." You know, it didn't really hit me the right way the first time. I was actually really like let down by my first listen. Like their their pitch to me, I was really underwhelmed because I remember them being a lot harder than this. But um, really, yeah, they're just so much more botchy, you know, and now this new stuff is just so different. But like, it's so good. It's like a really good merge of those two things, like put together quite skillfully. They, they really managed to put together uh, two kind of not disparate styles, but um, unexpectedly uh, having those two styles just gel very well together. That's well said right there, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I, d- I didn't expect to enjoy just like, uh, you know, Converge style chaotic hardcore with just some like very obviously like throwbacky post hardcore. Oh, just this is a totally, uh, you know, off base comparison almost, but the way, for example, Loathe combined like beat down and just like break down heavy metal core with like deftones basically and making it gel really well. I feel like that's huh. kind of very, that's okay. a very futuristic okay. quality. Uh, just bringing together two disparate styles of music just quite seamlessly. And that's a, a quality that we've championed time and time again on this podcast. It's the reason I love math core. So I think there's something to be said for uh, what they're accomplishing on this record. Which is an original okay. thought I just came up with right now. That's not my notes. That was, did, <laughs> and we, and dude, you recorded that. That's yours. That's your idea forever now. Let me just put um, it on the internet. I gotta. I'm gonna ask you this time around. Uh, what's your favorite track? Rigid Mass, because that's the track where it's like very chaotic and like the the more like interesting guitar work comes into play. Honestly, you could just pick any track on this record and I would fucking enjoy it. But which tracks did you enjoy? Actually, In Public is great and Modern Love has some very good highlights as well. Wow. Once again, I fucking dug dug the track uh, Clandestine. So funny, of course. We you always pick the tracks that I fucking I'm not like jiving with. I don't understand this. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, uh, that that was the that was like the one where it was like, all right, I'm sold, fucking love it. That's so funny. You're hilarious. Yeah, that, that was not a track that I really connected with. Um, my my only complaint is just kind of a short runtime. I mean, at least every track is like clearing two minutes though. Yeah. If it wasn't like a million dollars for shipping, I would fucking order this shit. But and just cool to see a. Uh, there's some like really slept on bands coming out of Greece too. I could also just say that some of them not so good, but uh, very pers- very <laughs> persistent on being visible. So yeah, you have to hand it to them for that at least. 
But yeah, man, some yep. really fucking good bands coming out of Greece recently. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Sensorace is actually from fucking Greece too, right? Or am I just totally wrong about that? Yeah, they're from Athens. Mm. Fucking there you go. Yeah, man, there's some fucking sick bands coming out of Athens and the surrounding area for sure. Um, anywho, so um, I think Rigid Mass is the song. Do it. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Rigid Mass, which is track four from Minerva Super Duty's new album, In Public, which came out on December 20th. Here we go. So that was Rigid Mass, which is track four from In Public, which is Minerva Super Duty's new album, which came out on December 20th. So the last band we're going to talk about is Fever Dreams. Fever Dreams are a post-hardcore progressive metal quartet from Philly, and they just released their new two-song EP, Feel Good Hits of the Summer, on December 21st. And they play some, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to describe their music. I would say there's a, a kind of an equal parts blend of post-hardcore and progressive metal. Um, but also like a, sort of an underlying mathcore influence. Very clear. I mean, I think just 
Dillinger Escape Plan has just really permeated so many bands, like Sphere of Influence. But I, I see, I see where you were going with that. I would see where you were going with that. Uh, you know, if you were just if you were just going off these two tracks. Um, I, I wouldn't be able to really nail it on the head yet, but, uh, going back into their catalog a little bit, uh, I would definitely, uh, agree with what you were saying there as far as a Dillinger thing. Definitely kind of like a more chaotic hardcore thing going on. Um, I noticed both, of these new tracks, uh, I guess it's a two track EP or something like that. Is that what's going on here? It seems like it's, you know, it's a two track release. Um, and it seems like it's just... Uh, two tracks with two separate uh, guest vocals um, just seems like it's just homies doing guest vocals uh, and they just thank their friends and just you know everybody that supports them and I just think it's just kind of like an all for the love kind of a little EP thing I, 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 that's what I took from it at least in the what they described on the band camp um, but I'll be honest the EP the before this that they released in April of 2020 that one fucking grabbed me. Um, I'm not sure if you went back and listened to it at all, but... Uh, I was it, familiar with them before this, yeah. Um, I've been actually watching this band kind of, like, progress, and I have to agree. I feel like the material that's on that EP is maybe just a little bit better. But it, I think mm-hmm. also the problem with this new release is that the first song and the second song are just, like, night and day difference. Like The first song really just hits those post-hardcore elements that we were talking about earlier. Uh, and the latter is yeah, yeah. definitely broaching the more like progressive metal or slightly mathcore leaning territory. Well, that's why I'm saying that's what I was saying. Uh, if I was just going off these two tracks, it'd be really hard to nail down what they are and or what you know they're going for. But um, exactly, you would just be like, "Oh, this is a band that's kind of trying to find their sound." If, well, yeah, it's just two tracks too. I mean, yeah, that'd be a little confusing. But um, so that, I, I guess I'll, I'm just kind of confused about Fever Dreams in general, like what they're what they're trying to do. Like, I mean, I, I, I you know, on the one hand, I do question the or I uh, I do champion rather the uh, the musical eclecticism. But um, yeah, the more we talk about it, the more I just have to question what it is that they're doing with this new EP. Is this supposed to be? I mean, are they are they going to shift to being like a completely post-hardcore uh, themed band, uh, you know, hereafter, or are they going to go like full? That jet? is a good question, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Um, this, this was definitely the 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 last band I covered of this uh, of this episode, and I really, I, truly, it was because I didn't have much to say for it, um, and not. For a negative way, I just um, you know, other than noting the t- the the guest vocals uh, on each track, uh, I thought that was kind of unique and special, especially because I feel like they they just you know had two homies uh, be uh, added on. Um, but ultimately, yeah, it was a bit confusing as far as just if we are fo- focusing on just this these two songs as the EP. So yeah, you know, I, I hope they come back with a full length. It's such a Christian thing to fucking say. It's like what I say every single yep. time when I get like a, yep. you know, sort of an, a not substantial release, but just very, I feel like there's a, a disconnect between these two songs. It almost, it almost feels like two different bands, I guess is the problem. Agreed. Agreed. Um, that being said though, there is some quality material. I think on the second song, my severed head buried in the Arctic, I think is it. Yeah. Arctic, not attic. Featuring Kevin P. I don't know who Kevin P. is, but yeah, truly, I don't have very, I don't have very much to say about this either. Um, 
I don't know if I'd call this a progression because there's such a small amount of material to even like speak about, but um, you know, they've got my attention now. Like after seeing their hate five, six footage, I think that's what like really got me to come around and like actually really give this band some time and investigate them, which is kind of sad. Impressive footage. Yeah, it was good. Like it, it's sad that it took hate five, six tipping me off to a band. Like clearly they've like hit some sort of like turning point of hate five, six is, you know, people are voting for their, their footage to be posted. So I, I think, you know, I slept on this band for so long and uh, now I'm actually interested to hear what they're going to do with this. I'm not sure with the, uh, that the, this EP is really agreeing with me, but there's definitely some promise here and a lot of, uh, there's some good playing on the, on the record too, on the EP rather. So we're going to go ahead and give to you uh, My Severed Head Buried in the Arctic, featuring Kevin P., <laughs> which is track one from Feel Good Hits of the Summer by Fever Dreams, and that came out on December 21st. Here we go. ceremony did that when they just switched and then ceremony wasn't ceremony it was like 
uh, not ceremony. How are you going to do that? They're Just change like, the fucking moniker if you're going to like completely unceremonious. They, 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 <laughs> they changed. They changed everything. And just kept the name. It was weird. Just change the fucking like, moniker. Why you gotta torture everyone and com- continue to like besmirch your good name by releasing, you know, s- completely disparate music under the same name? Because they gotta trick you. They gotta get you in there. They gotta get you. Yeah, it's like fucking. It's bad marketing. Just rebrand. Rebrand, idiot. Target a new fucking audience. That's what you're trying to do. <laughs> Antarctica's back, y'all. Psych, it's just me. And I'm not even playing Antarctica songs. I know Quaid and Quentin can't afford attorneys. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. You could do a lot. If I really wanted to, I would fuck them. There just kidding. I love you guys. You're my best friends. I love you. Those those two guys are afraid of attorneys in general. They would never step in an attorney's office. Oh, listen, and, I would ah, never, I would never do like, what am I going to do? Fucking press the vinyl and not pay them. You would make tens of hundreds of dollars. Tens of hundreds of dollars. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. You know, I, I don't want to, we, yeah, we probably wouldn't sell out, but I, I'm going to press it to vinyl anyway, because I'm vain. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I don't have as a, a second. Inch. It is coming out as a ten inch. <laughs> it should it should at least as a, no. I'm so stoked, dude! I'm so stoked for the ten inch. Oh my god, no! It's gonna be a twelve inch because I'm an asshole. It's listen. It's twenty eight minutes, Levi. Okay, so fourteen minutes on both sides. That That's works. That's a ten inch material. That's ten. That's material. a twelve inch dog. Orchid, orchid has a ten inch. So I'm pretty sure that'd be a ten inch too. All right, put the fucking ruler away for a second. Let's talk about. Oh, you know what it is, Levi. You know what time it is, doggy. What? It's time to talk about our favorite albums of 2020. So, we meant to give you this fucking weeks ago, but of course, uh, naturally, for a hodgepodge of differentiating factors, the, ho- the the podcast has been delayed um, to this point, and now it, we're fully three weeks into January. But we're gonna go ahead and talk about our favorite albums of 2020. Uh, Levi, you want to go first, or shall I? Uh, you can go ahead. I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm, I'm shorter, so yeah, just go ahead. You do you. So let's see here. First of all, I just want to let everybody know, uh, if you use Spotify, go on there and check out MathCore Index, uh, MathCore Index's Best of 2020 playlist. You will find, uh, like fucking 80 tracks, 80 albums, and definitely some stuff that you might have missed. I'm still adding stuff on there occasionally. So so my number 10 album was End, Splinters from an Ever-Changing Face. Uh, holy fuck, just what a goddamn banger. I mean, it just deserves a mention because of how aggressive and insane the material on this album is. Uh, essentially, if you like extreme underground music, there's absolutely no reason you shouldn't already be listening to this band. It's got members of so many other good bands. I mean... It just looks so good on paper, and, and it is when you hear it. <laughs> Will, Put- Will Putney just hitting it out of the fucking park on production, too. Amazing artwork. Fucking incredible vinyl packaging. It's got Billy fucking Reimer at the Dillinger Escape Plan. Uh, it's all fucking there. This this is an incredible mm. album. If you like HM2 worship, um, but like in a more modern, extreme metal context, End is doing it so well. Honestly, I almost feel guilty about not putting this much higher on my list because it's really quality. It just, it just didn't move me as much as the other albums that are about to precede this. 
Cryptodira, uh, the Angel of History, was my number nine. And I was, again, talking about just being caught off guard by all the quality releases in December. This new Cryptodira album was certainly no exception. They played Mathcore Index Fest 2018 alongside their label mates in Yashira. And again, Good Fight Music just really expertly pairing these two bands together and putting them in our lap for that fest and then releasing their albums. I'm sure that's no no coincidence that they happen to release their albums on the same timetable in December. Because of course people Yeah. Because if you listen to Crypto Dira, you're I think you're automatically gonna go listen to fucking Yashira at this point, just because of how they've set up um, marketing these two bands together almost as a pair. Really it's worked on me anyway. <laughs> I bought both their vinyls. So really love that album. My number eight was Yashira Failed to Be. Again, good fight music, just really putting out some absolute fucking quality. I think they knew exactly what they were doing when they signed both of these bands and then gave them as to you know as a pair to us for the fest. Just, I love how this band pushed through after the tragic death of Seth Howard, their their drummer, and really just brought to, brought it together with a a really fine effort, a more refined version of what they were and a very angular, dark, and dissonant genre-spanning effort that is um, just it has such broad appeal. Just just some really interesting songwriting on this fucking record. I really enjoy what Yashira are bringing to the table, and I feel like it's, it's much more interesting this go-around. Mm. My number seven was 156 Silence, Irrational Pull. You know, this this record I was kind of like resisting liking because some of it was just so, you know, straightforward and kind of like obvious in terms of like the rhythms. But holy fuck, this this band knows the earwig. Like they really just write earwig riff after earwig riff. Every song on the record is extremely memorable. Infectious hooks. Very catchy. Dude. Yeah. Very catchy. Exactly. Like the, the vocal performances are so raw and unhinged. Just Jack Murray snarling his way through this record like some rabid dog. <laughs> very, very memorable lyrics. And just crushing breakdowns one after the fucking next, man. Exemplary use of pitch shifters, primal rhythms, and just some really excellent music videos. Stone Fink fucking killed the, uh, the titular song's music video for sure. Yeah. Uh, Fawn Limbs, Sleeper Vessels was my number six. I mean, you, most of you probably already know about this band. They're like one of the most prolific bands in the scene right now. They've just been pumping out incredible LPs and EPs one after the next uh, since 2018. Every one of them more boundary pushing and more exceptional and more ahead of the curve than the next. Really one of the first bands that I can name that was really heavily integrating the glitch or electronic elements. Excitingly, it features Lee Fisher, formerly of Commit Suicide and Psyopus, uh, and more recently Sam Smith of Artificial Brain, so some great pedigree there for you. And Ellie Hyland is just a fucking extreme music mastermind. He's got so many different projects. He's doing production on so many different things, uh, writing just all parallel to each other, all these different bands, and managing to keep them all somehow distinct from one another. It's quite an achievement for one individual not only that 
the production, the, the mixing and mastering on this album is exceptional too. We've got Pedram, um, Pedram, <laughs> Pedram of uh, of uh, Frontier and Section for uh, mixing and outlier sound. Uh, Simon Hammond of War from a Harlot's Mouth and Nightmare for mastering at Sludge Studios. I mean, if that combination of names doesn't fucking make you absolutely just turgid, just torqued, fucking fully erect, ready to just fucking boom. Yeah. Um, I'm, no, it's it, 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 it's it, man. It's it's pretty fucking crazy what it is for a three-piece. It's fucking so good. The record sounds enormous, too. Like, every track is fucking good. And it's more memorable, too. I feel like Fonlim's is not scattershot, but... Uh, there's so many like non-repeating elements that I think that maybe there, there's some issues with accessibility, and I think they may have started to maybe bridge those those gaps a bit more on this record. My number five was Femur, For the Love of It. Uh, this record is another one that just came out of left field, just hit me totally unawares. Uh, it came out in late November, but it worked its way into my top five. So I think that's a pretty significant statement. They really managed to just dial in their sound on this record again. Uh, another major level up from them in terms of the songwriting and the intensity. A lot of really expertly executed buildups. Um, you know, we're, I'm just begging for them to deliver that that sequence, and when they finally do, it's just so satisfying. So there's a lot of um, a lot of building tension and releasing, and on this record. And it's quite lengthy too, an appreciable runtime of 43 minutes, a lot of angular dissonance. Big highlight of the record for me was the vocal performances, which are very raw and desperate. And just the fact that it's got excellent pacing, dynamic songwriting, and very live sounding production, it makes it one of my, my favorite listens of the year. Very intimate Word. and visceral listen. And pretty unsung too, I really didn't see them getting a lot of press that I felt like they deserved to get on this record my number four was under the pier puff pieces um a lot of you know you know i run dark trail records so you know along with fawn limbs this is another one that i helped release so you know it's a bit of nepotism for me to be plugging this in my top 10 but i don't really give a fuck i don't fuck Mm -hmm. with shit that i don't absolutely love as you know and this is uh, this is a fucking great record i feel like this is they're cut from the right cloth to be one of the most memorable mathcore bands album was really short it's its biggest weakness is that it was very very short clocking in at like 22 minutes um, but they have such a nuanced approach to deathcore and mathcore basically combining nostalgia inducing kind of like myspace era shit with very forward thinking arrangements that are technical and savage but very memorable and catchy a very hard balance to strike they're they're doing it well and the progression between this and the EP is just fucking massive, too. This band has is, is really come a long way, and I feel like they're only getting better. They also put out two of my favorite music videos of the year, um, both filmed by Shane K. Gardner. Uh, so you should go check those out, too, on our YouTube channel. Boom. My number three was The God-Awful Truth at Memory Palace. Just super off-kilter grooves, breakneck staccato flurries, dissonant guitar lines, absolutely crushing fucking breakdowns. That's kind of like my, my tagline for this band. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very apt. This is a, another memorable and catchy, yet heavy and technical release. 
Man, it's just chock full of fucking insanely good breakdowns of every variation. And just like organic and live sounding drums, really loving the production on this record in particular. There's just something that's really fun about every song that uh, made this one of my favorite releases of the year. Again, I helped put this one out through Dark Trail. So if you want to pick up a CD, they're available for fucking eight bucks because I'm a socialist. <laughs> um, and uh, my number two release was Methwitch Indwell. Man, when people ask me what the most extreme thing I can think of is in underground music, my the first thing that I grab for is Methwitch. Uh, this is the absolute pinnacle of what a one-person project can achieve. Cam has just been steadily pumping out and you know incredible material year after year, really making him a name for himself. Just a, a staggeringly high number of quality releases, and if you if you want like overt. Uh, overtly over the top kind of like grindcore with outrageous beatdowns and every kind of fucking insane noise high pitched noise you know mach- like machinery going off like this is like very futuristic shit this is like future music combining glitch elements with mathcore grindcore beatdown metalcore even some new metal fucking Inwell brings it all Mm-hmm. It's got everything. Well said. This record has fucking something for everyone. And the fact that it's a one-person project is even more staggering. And basically, just eat your heart out, Code Orange, because, frankly, he's doing this, like, grunge, this 90s grunge worship way fucking better than they are on this record. And that's kind of the reason that Code Orange didn't reach my top ten. I felt like I couldn't justify putting Code Orange on my top ten just because it was pushing some boundaries and just because, you know, eating the rabbit hole, swallowing the rabbit hole rather was good. It just didn't really hit all the notes for me. This record hit all those notes and more. So go fuck with that. <laughs> um, nice. And my number one album of the year was Floral. The Floral LP. The selection might surprise some people because it's an instrumental math rock project, but uh, the more I thought about it, the more I went over my stats and thought about my feelings, this is the album that just simply moved me the most. I felt like they really deserved to get this placement. It's not like I just randomly placed them higher because I feel like they weren't getting enough coverage or anything. But just after seeing them perform this material at house shows and then at Mathcore Index Fest 2019, I realized they really are onto something here. I, I want to say that this is not just one of the best math rock releases of 2020, but one of the best math rock releases of all time. Damn. All right. I, I, I know that's quite a, a statement, but I think that all the elements are there. It's just... It really takes you on a full, you know, a full roller coaster of emotions from start to finish. And every song is like gripping and memorable. Something something emotionally stirring, furthermore, about every song. Uh, from the moment the guitars the guitars fade in on 2015, it's basically just all goosebumps for me. Like 
it's just really striking this perfect combination of over-the-top rhythmic wizardry laced with these subtle, almost like pop-like hooks. Again, giving I've, I've said spoken so much about the, the, the you know perfect combination of technicality and memorability, and Floral are just delivering that you know on the the purest level. Uh, the good song, which is very aptly named, which I heard them play for the first time at a house show in 2019. That really like took my breath away. It was like honestly a religious experience. The first time I heard it, I felt like I was like levitating off the ground because <laughs> <laughs> it's just that fucking good, man. Um, it's just this such a powerful introduction that just grabs you right away. And it, it's also the first time that we've heard Ty Mayer, the drummer of this band, play guitar. You know, he picks up the guitar, um, and when he does that live, it's such like a whoa really fucking cool moment to see the drummer pick up the guitar and both of them play this very quick duet um but because of the you know the polyphonic style of nate you know ty doesn't have to play guitar the entire time so he puts it down and goes back to playing drums but just that alone that like that had me fucking shook dog i'm not gonna lie It's a pretty cool thing that they do there. Uh, I, uh, and then these guys, they also have a, a group together called Elaine the Singer, correct? That's exactly right, yeah. Um, and they also released a very good album this year, which you should definitely go check out. It features Nate, the guitarist of this project, on bass, and uh, Ty, the drummer, on guitar. And Ty is the main songwriter. And talk about idio-fucking-syncratic. Like, they're definitely on to some very fucking cool shit, too. So if you're a fan of Floral and you don't already know Elaine the Singer, go peep that. Um, I also just want to shout out, I know I'm fucking rambling and sort of being redundant, sort of just reading to you what I wrote in my Best of 2020 article, but um, I I just got to shout out the album's closer, Saturday Night, which is, man, it just gives you that feeling of nostalgia and it, it just, it sounds like what a Saturday night feels like. And very specifically... Um, it just reminds me of like being with my friends and just like hanging out, generally struggling with my feelings as a young person, which is a lot to fucking infer from some instrumental ass music, mm-hmm. you know, like just sort of, uh, just reinforcing what I was saying earlier that it takes me on that full emotional roller coaster, really hitting every range of emotion. Um, and it just fades out in this glorious dual guitar harmony, which brings the album to a close. So from start to finish, it's just fucking masterful. It's one of the best albums of the year. I think it's the best album of the year. It's sort of an unusual pick for me because usually I pick something that's a bit more screamy, for lack of a better word. Um, but yeah, after searching my feelings, this I had to give it up to Floral. So Floral, the Floral LP, is my favorite album of 2020. Uh, released on Choke Artist, who fucking shout out to Joe and Choke Artist, just mm-hmm. killing it with a plethora of good records this year. And they're just championing talent of the highest fucking level uh, for many years with acts like Standards and Snooze and Invalids, who he's the drummer for, uh, and Champagne Colored Cars, just every fucking good band uh, in like who's worth the salt in the math rock genre. So, uh, Levi, you want to go ahead and uh, take it away, big dog? Yeah, all right. Uh, so, yeah, kick it off with uh, my uh, my top ten here, uh, number ten. Uh, it's going to be um, <clears throat> uh, The Sound That Ends Creation, uh, Memes, Dreams, and Flying Machines. My boy. Uh, 
Yeah, honestly, as far as um, solo projects go, this is by far one of my favorite uh, of, uh, of 2020. Uh, Chris, fucking on top of pumping out an amazing Christmas album, uh, he, Chris started off uh, the year with this uh, just beastly release. Uh, quite a few fucking tracks, um, and honestly, uh, just the the intensity uh, of this whole album is... Uh, it. I, I still... I don't know, man. I still go through it, and it almost like gives me a giggle how intense it is and how just absurd uh, some of some of the music is. Just you know? talk about the most off the wall fucking. I mean, yeah, it's it's all over the fucking place. He really is just pumping out, <laughs> pushing the boundaries hard. I mean, I, we were, this was you were singing the praises of Cam moments ago. Chris Deering and the sound and his creation is basically right up there with Cameron McBride and Methwitch. Like, there's few Him people who are such visionaries, you know. I feel like uh, him and Lou Kelly should uh, collaborate together. Lou Kelly is another one really... for sure. Zelophilia is fucking excellent. Um, Luke, Luke, Luke Kelly and him together would really create a very dark uh, circus ride um, sound, <laughs> I feel, together. Yeah, they're both drawing uh, from that Patton-esque palette, you know? Yeah. And Daughters, yeah. too, um, so. Yep. yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, and then, um, so number nine is going to be uh, Crowning. Uh, survival sickness uh, uh, survival slash sickness uh, this will be my first I guess you can call them e- uh, screamo but uh, definitely just uh, it, emo violence on steroids I would describe these guys as um, heavy pummeling uh, with just um, th- you know naturally with, with most screamo uh, they're always going to have those little moments of just pure beauty uh, and uh, this is definitely i would say is the updated version of what screamo is uh and uh, just as as in earlier in the podcast i'm gonna drop uh, envy uh as one of the bands that um i feel uh has the, the in the early 2000s really carried this sound well um but yeah uh crowning uh they just they 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 haven't done me wrong yet so uh i loved it uh number eight is gonna be uh fond limb sleeper uh sleeper vessels uh Christian already said quite a bit about Fon Lim, so I'll save you uh, that. Uh, we all just know the story here. Uh, just a three-piece, damn fucking amazing super group. And uh, once again, just... Uh, damn ass bitch. Completely, <laughs> yeah, just completely chaotic, dark album, man. Uh, I'm gonna... And then uh, number seven. Uh, I'm going on Dark Trail uh, once again. And I'm uh, gonna say number seven is gonna be uh, The God Awful Truth, Memory Palace. Uh, this by far uh, caught me off guard. Um, very impressive, catchy, uh, off kilter, full length. Uh, from uh, yeah, they're from Texas, right? They are. Yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, 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 Granny Killer. Uh, the video that you premiered. Uh, amazing. Uh, this this whole this whole. Fuck yeah! Uh, I forgot album. to shout that out, but f- that music video is great. Yep. Uh, the. the once again, just technical math core, uh, amazing. Yeah, I, I just go fucking listen to it. Dark Trail, boom. Uh, Thanks, baby. Then uh, on num- uh, yeah, uh, uh, number six, uh, just like on your list, man. Uh, we got uh, Meth Witch uh, Inwell. Um, it is the future, man. It is some fucking disgusting, industrial, chuggy, blasty, screechy, feedbacky, everything, um, unorthodox, everything about it is unorthodox and uh some days i can handle it and some other days i i start it and i hit pause and i go you know what 
I got to put something else on. <laughs> and uh, I, I like that I have that in my back pocket at all times. That's something that I possibly still can't handle at uh, all days of the week. So, yeah, uh, kudos, Cameron. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and then uh, number five, uh, the, the Screamo Index side of me is definitely coming out in my top ten this year. You like how uh, I put uh, Scre- Levi and Screamo Index's top ten? Yeah, thanks, dog. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, Christian mentioned that I should have done a Screamo Index top ten, but this was an idea literally after I gave him my top ten, and it was like January 3rd. Uh, so I failed on that, guys. Uh, but ne- th- this 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 next year, I'll I'll definitely be a little more uh, organized. Uh, but uh, yeah, so number five is going to be uh, Frail Hands, uh, Parted, Departed, Apart. Uh, this is the first. I yeah, this is the first release without their vocalist uh, Don, and I honestly, it's fucking I, good, dude. I. I am quite fine with the departure. Uh, um, you know, it is sad that a, a band member left, uh, but I do like that they carried on as a four-piece. Um, and uh, it's, I feel almost like in Snooze where everybody was already doing uh, vocal duties where, you know, when one vocalist, when the their main vocalist left, they kind of just kind of took over that 25, 30% or whatever, you know? Um, I feel like Frail Hands... Uh, just um really pumped out an amazing screamo release very chaotic very raw uh and once again this is the newer kind of like screamo sound uh going on here um Mm. it's that it's that it's that pulverizing more chaotic but and yet you're still getting that kind of post rocky kind of beauty kind of melodic side too you know uh i gotta be honest this album grabbed me so much i bought two separate variants of this record for my screamo collection damn dog Uh, you really like this shit yeah it it really impressed me a lot so that's how much i like that um and it's not even my number one um (laughs) so number four would be the most uh of what uh the most and then title of what we have uh these guys uh we just covered last episode it's just I mean, please, just go back and listen. Uh, just look up the most. If you aren't going to listen to this album, pick any fucking album in their back catalog. It is just filled with just a blend of emo, just fusion of just jazz. Uh, and the most truly does describe their sound. Um, it sounds like there is like 10 gentlemen <laughs> playing in a room together, but I know there's not 10 playing uh but uh it's just uh the the whole the addition of the horns um i'm so glad you put this in your top 10 because this album really is fucking exceptional and i almost felt guilty not putting it up there because my level of enjoyment was extremely high with this release it's just like i didn't listen to it as much as the other shit i listed you know all right and everybody out there let's all agree 2020 there was a lot of fucking good music a lot of music and a lot of good music you know what i'm saying like it was kind of like all together there uh but um so i, I gotta say th- this band though the addition of the horns uh it it definitely did not give me any ska element whatsoever um i know sometimes it 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 can get towards that but uh this was just it it filled it just filled the atmosphere and just warmed up every fucking track um and uh yeah i couldn't be happier with this release um so yeah uh then uh, going on to uh, number three, um, the screamo side of me again. Uh, I, I'll always 
because it's the end of the podcast here. I'm out of my water here. I'm going to probably just like get tongue tied here. But uh, n- uh, Nuvolascura, uh, Nuvolascura, yeah. Nuvolascura, uh, uh, as we, yep. Hmm. Sorry, I get tongue tied sometimes. No, like it's that. not. It's uh, not as easy we to suffer, say. It's, as, it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird as, word. As we, su- as, we su- as we suffer uh, from memory and Im- imagination, uh, honestly, I, I have not much to say with this release. It is just, it's the Screamo album of the year. Once again, it is it is new 2020 version of what Screamo is, but fuck. Um, I uh, throw a dart. Uh, on this on the track listing and it will be a good representation of what this album is uh so i really don't want to say anything else just go fucking jam this one uh then uh worm uh, for uh number two will be worm uh colony collapse syndrome uh this will be honestly uh once again or not just not syndrome but uh colony collapse uh this will just uh be the the one of the more darker and heavier releases next to uh, uh, Fond Limbs uh, for 2020. Uh, we did cover this one. It was released early in the year, and I know we released we, we covered it like just like two episodes ago, but it was that fucking good where we went damn near six months back, and that would be rules. We broke, we broke many <laughs> rules that we would have not done in our first year right. with that one. Uh, but tracks like Thorn Palace and Colony Collapse uh, are just, uh, I mean, just, yeah, man. I don't, I don't even know. Unfuckwithable? Like, yeah, Unfuckwithable, absolutely, man. Uh, I, I really, it, it almost, there. some of these are just like, it's almost like, come on, man, you know, just fucking go listen to it. Like, come on, what am I, what? It's like fucking obnoxious. Oh, it's, oh, and, and I gotta tell you, um, for whatever, oh, Worm will forever, ever, ever have the best opening, the starting of their first tracks. I always feel like they always just come in with the fucking door. From a, like a, a production, a producer standpoint, it's really fucking annoying when we were like trying to like pick a favorite or a song to play for the podcast because every song has like 20 seconds of fucking guitar feedback. So if you like guitar oh. feedback, this is the record for you. Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, and then uh, I guess number one will be uh, for me uh, one five six silence uh, irrational pull. And this will be a pretty good. Uh, reason why I chose this um, I simply looked at all of my listens uh, through all of uh, my forms of listening to music and uh, 156 fucking one uh, it's just uh, it was my go to and I didn't realize how much I listened to this album I guess um, but uh, it's it has everything I want in 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 my everyday hardcore uh, it's got the break. It's got crushing breakdowns. Uh, it's got some beyond catchy riffs. Uh, Christian said it really well. The earwig uh, 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 thing. It's it's unbelievable it's there, how fucking good that it's, record is. Yeah. This band definitely brings me. I I was a really big Drowning Man uh, fan back in the day. 
uh, and this band definitely brings out the essence of them. Uh, all tracks are fucking amazing, but even just, I mean, the first two openers, uh, uh, High Dive in a Low Well and God's Departure, fucking sign it, sign it up, man. Fucking get it. It's, it's, it's everything, man. It's, they, uh, they, they, they're going to let you know how badly they're going to tear you apart in this album with those two tracks. Uh, but yeah, um, it was, uh, it was my go-to this year. So thanks for getting me through 2020, I guess, uh, one, five, six silence. So, and that's, uh, that, uh, that wraps it up, I guess. Yeah. Fuck man. That, that really is a good album. I'm, I'm really glad to see that you worked that in as your top, your, your, uh, your favorite album of the year. Cause they, they definitely deserved accolades for releasing a pretty fucking inspired and, um, forward-thinking metalcore album you know i think the fact that they were drawing from kind of like the daughter's palette a little bit sort of helped to play into my level of enjoyment on some of the tracks quite mm-hmm. frankly like especially with the the title track like the the doom 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 this oh the sliding bass part is like a no-brainer for me i'm like ooh, you like that <laughs> serotonin is like being released i think, released. The, <laughs> I think uh, the experimentation on the vocals uh were amazing uh, everything new that he did sounded amazing. So, but uh, yeah, man, that's that, that, that's my, that's my list. That's our list. That's that is our list. So that was our favorite albums of 2020. And if uh, you want to go read a lot of what we just said, because we were definitely, I mean, I definitely was like verbatim saying some of my shit that I wrote in the article, <laughs> shamelessly, because. How am I going to say it better? You know, we already fucking published the article. Mm-hmm. So this year was kind of fucked for the podcast. We just we just didn't record soon enough. But you love it. You like hearing us talk. So fucking here we are. We're, we're talking about it. It's different. Talking, not written. But uh, mm-hmm. if you want to go read the full article, <laughs> mathcoreindex.com, baby. It's all there. And a fucking Spotify playlist, too. So before we wrap this up, I just want to thank everybody listening on Discord. We love you so much. You're the best. Your your fucking your your kind words and harassment are what keep us going. Your um <laughs> your nagging keep us in check. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to be a part of our chatting on Discord, you can go check us out on Patreon. And for a dollar a month, you can fucking get access to some shit. We're kind of overhauling Patreon right now. So no one's actually really getting charged <laughs> this month anyway. But it's there, you know. If you if you like what we do, you like the podcast, you like our output, and you wanna you wanna support us, uh, we love you love you so much if you do that. We did a business. <laughs> we stayed up all night, but it was worth it. That was it was definitely worth it, bud. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 59th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. <laughs>